0: imagine the feeling of watching as your childhood best friend is inaugurated as the first female vice president of the united states that's exactly what Stacey johnson batiste experienced this year and has fortunately for us written an incredible book about it friends from the beginning the berkeley village that raised kamala and me is a poignant beautiful memoir of life in berkeley california and a friendship that has stood the test of time. We know Vice President Harris is a public figure and a leader, but how is she as a person and a friend? Take a listen to our conversation. Stacy, welcome to the show. I absolutely loved the book.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for having me.
0: It's an honor to have you here. So, you know, I'm so fortunate to have Many girlfriends that I adore, and I cannot imagine the pride I'd feel if I saw one of them being sworn in on Inauguration Day as Vice President of the United States, especially the first woman to hold the job and the first woman of color to hold the job. So, you write in the book extensively about how you were at the inauguration this past January. How did it feel to sit there and watch your best friend take the oath of office?
1: it was truly amazing i mean i was overwhelmed with emotion and really the the evening of the inauguration was the inspiration for me to write the book Mm. um just imagine the setting you know we're there at the reflection pool there's the massive lincoln memorial you know to my right um, that Kamala Harris, our, our um, sworn in vice president, right in front of me, John Legend, just to the right.
0: Wow. And
1: right behind her were the 400 lanterns, um, each representing a thousand of our fellow Americans who had uh, died of COVID. So it was a very, very moving, very overwhelming um, um, experience. I had never been so, so proud of her and just so happy to be there, and the fact that I know she knows so many people, so many high-profile people that, you know, the, the uh, folks that she invited to uh, be alongside her were her childhood friends, her close, close friends, and family. To me, that was um, so profound in terms of, you know, her character and her loyalty and, I, I was so inspired.
0: So you write, I mean, I can't even imagine. So you write in Friends from the beginning that Vice President Harris flew you and other California friends and family to D.C. aboard a plane with an all-female flight crew. I love that detail so much. Um, yeah. What would you have told, imagine yourself as a, a, eight-year-old girl. um, You were friends with the vice president by that point. What do you think that that eight-year-old girl would say if I told you, hey, in 2021, your best friend is going to be vice president of the United States? What would you tell that girl from Berkeley?
1: Well, just hearing you say it gave me chills um, again. I I don't know that I would have done anything differently, I think, um, you know, so so in terms of what I would say to myself being eight years old, um, I I, I can't imagine uh, doing anything differently. Um, We, uh, you know, connected almost immediately. We became best friends. Um, We have a very, you know, sincere, you know, authentic relationship, we played together, we would, you know, play on swings together. We were, uh, you know, just friends in every way. So I uh, can't imagine, you know, doing anything differently um, back then. Um, So I would just probably tell myself, continue to be yourself and be your, you know, authentic, funny, you know, unique self, be a good friend always. And
0: yeah. Amazing. So (laughs) you grew up in Berkeley, California. Tell us how you met uh, Vice President Harris. I just you know what? It's so rare to have a woman. I mean, obviously rare to have a woman in the vice president seat. I'm I cannot call her Kamala anymore. I have to refer to her always as Vice President Harris out of just pure respect. I mean, of course, I'm sure you call her by her first name, but tell us how you met her.
1: So we were uh, I was five years old. And she was four and a half uh, turning five that October, Um, this would have been uh, early 1969 ish, and uh, it was around the time that our mothers were looking for a place to send us for. um, kindergarten and. Uh, my mom doesn't exactly remember how she met Shamla, but she's pretty sure it had to have been through my uh, father's good friend, Sherman Williams, and his wife, Mary, who Mary was a really, really close friend of Shyamala, Kamala's mother. Um, so my mother met Shamla, they hit it off, became, you know, close, close, close friends, mm-hmm. and both of them had decided to send their daughters to... Um, Birkwood kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. Uh, we were always together in school, but even on the weekend, sometimes after school, because our mothers were, you know, close friends. Um, so we go all, all the way back to being each other's very first friend.
0: It's amazing. So what was your childhood like in Berkeley? What is it like to grow up in Berkeley in the 60s and 70s? It was
1: very unique. I didn't realize, of course, at that time that it was anything different. Um, And uh, it it was vibrant. So that's why I named that chapter Vibrance. Um, There was a lot of um, community engagement, outreach. Um, It was very colorful, I remember, in terms of diverse people and food and music and banners and peace signs and colorful buttons you know those those big round uh clip-on buttons oh yeah Um, i remember spending a lot of time on telegraph avenue and there's a lot there were um you know lots of uh vendors lined up along the sidewalk record stores um just uh, Um, drummers musicians on the street corner in the parks uh, just a very vibrant active engaging community there were a lot of kids Um, I think more kids it seemed then than probably you know today Um, kids played outside after school we played together Uh, you know parents looked out for each other's kids Uh, so it was just a very close-knit um active. Uh, um, The people were uh, brilliant, Mm -hmm. um, you know, intellectually curious. Um, So there was a lot of that going on.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned her a moment ago. You write also in the book about the deep, deep influence of her mother, Shamala. What was she like and how did she shape the vice president?
1: Uh Shyamala was, um, you know, she had such a, a, a powerful, strong presence. Um, growing up, I admired her. Um, you know, she, when she was younger, she had a very, very long ponytail, you know, braid that came down to her waist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back then she wore a lot of her um, Indian um, saris and beautiful jewelry, she was very smart, um, very loving, she and my mom got along very well, they loved to laugh, and they were both, um, you know, driven in terms of their careers, wonderful mothers, Um, and as I got a little older, became, you know, like a teenager, Mm -hmm. um, Shamala, it just seemed as if she could like see right through me. <laughs> and, you know, she would, uh, uh, and, and, and so I had started driving before Kamala did. So I would, you know, drive to go pick her up and we would, you know, go to Telegraph or maybe over to San Francisco and uh, Shamala would kind of give me that, that look like, where are you two girls going? You be careful. And, you know, so she was very um, intuitive and uh, just a wonderful mother, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, and so I w- I'm so curious to know what the vice president was like as a child, and do you still see glimmers of that same person today?
1: Absolutely, uh, you know, I have said uh, um, many times that um, vice president, Kamala Harris, my good friend, is the same person uh, today as she was back when we were little, back when we were teenagers in our 20s and our 30s, meaning she has those same characteristics, Mm. her character. And, and, you know, she and I, she called me actually last Tuesday, totally surprised me. And we still uh, talk and chat and catch up just like we always have. I, um, you know, want to always be um, mindful and respectful of her, you know, role as vice president and our first female vice president. Yeah. Um, But she's still very down to earth and, you know, she's very thoughtful and really concerned about what I'm doing and how are my kids and my mom. So, um, yeah she has she's the, she's the the person that people see and hear
0: I love to hear that because you never really know unless you know you know what I mean and um, it's so it's so good to know that because I love the version of her that I see but I hope that she is that great in real life and to those that she loves. And you can see that. I mean, you can, you can tell yeah. that she, I think you can tell she is an authentic, genuine person. Mm-hmm. You just, you, you can't fake it. You can, you exactly. can she really is who she is. And, and that is probably one of the reasons why I love her even more. She is not, only, I'm so happy to see our first female vice president and our first Black female vice president, but I'm I'm even more happy that it's her just because yeah. of the person that I can tell that she is. She seems like a really great person.
1: Absolutely. The yeah, right she person. is she's the real deal and the right person at this point in time for I the work that needs to be more. done.
0: I couldn't yeah. agree more. So I want to touch on this because. I I love the vice president's love story, and if anybody knows anything about she and the first gentleman, which is a fun thing to say, I don't think I've ever actually said first gentleman out loud. But um, they fell in love later in life. So, what inspires you about their love story?
1: Oh, it's it's so sweet and uh, loving and genuine, and I mean, it it just gives me hope. I'm single. <laughs> so it uh gives me hope that true love you can really find it at at any age you know and at any stage um and uh I knew when she first told me about Doug that she was in love and she was happy and at the wedding um I, I, it just gives me chills and I get emotional thinking about it because I had never seen her so happy. Yeah. And I was so happy for her.
0: They really seem like a true love match. And I mean, he, and she adores him, but he adores her and isn't afraid to have a wife that is so powerful and some Absolutely. men, some men would be intimidated by that. I hate to say that, but they just would. And he just seems again, just how she's the right person for this job at the right time. He's the right person for his job at the time too, as first gentleman, It's just, uh, they just really seem so deeply in love. And like you said, it's inspiring that any of us can find that kind of love. Love has no timetable. Or time frame, it, it's out there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. He does adore her. He, you know, wants to protect her. He supports her, um, and they complement each other. They have a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very, very happy for her, for it. for them for all of them.
0: Well, my last question for you today is: We know Vice President Harris is a great leader, but. I want to know what makes her a great friend, even up to the present day. Her,
1: well, for me, I uh, uh, Kamala has always been the friend that will listen, you know, to me. And I think, you know, we have different friends, and and you know, for different reasons, we may be uh, we may provide different things, you know, to our friends in. Different ways. However, um, she is loyal. She is supportive. She uh, makes me feel as if whatever I'm saying is important and interesting. Um, I know she cares about my children. She always asks, you know, asks about them. Um, she is just that steadfast, steadfast friend. That mm. no matter how much time goes by. Uh, you know, no matter how far apart we are, distance-wise, whenever we see each other, whenever we talk, it is as if we just talked yesterday.
0: Those are the Um, best
1: friendships. Exactly. And it has sustained, uh, what, 50, (laughs) five
0: decades? (laughs) Yeah. Those are the best friendships where you realize that you're living your own lives and you don't maybe speak every single day but when you do get together it's as if no time has passed at all and you're still those 8-year-old girls in berkeley
1: absolutely and we are there for each other when it matters
0: most like the inauguration what a what a moment right what a moment for even if you even if you didn't know her at all that would have been a moment but to see your best friend Take that oath of office and make the whole country proud. What a moment. I'm so glad you got to see that. And I'm so glad that we got to read about it because it's a, we, I watched the inauguration, but to see it. I really felt when I read the book, like I was in your shoes and I felt the pride that you felt to know her uh, as well as you do. And the book is, the book is fantastic. Friends from the beginning, the Berkeley village that raised Kamala and me is out November 16th. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for having me. I deeply enjoyed my conversation with Stacy, and absolutely loved this book. Friends from the Beginning is out November 16th. Some exciting news from me on the book front. I am headed to Nashville tomorrow to see Katie Couric on her book tour for her recently released memoir, Going There. We talked about on the sh- that on the show a couple of weeks ago. The so pre-COVID, going on book tours had kind of become my thing, and I'm excited to be out there again. I'll be sure to let you know how it goes. A friendly reminder to let me know what you're reading at hello, I'd rather be reading at gmail.com and follow, rate, and review our show. We've got some great episodes coming up, including a few throwback episodes where I chat with authors of some of my favorite nonfiction books from years past. Stay tuned and thank you so much for listening.